Hey, welcome back to the Model Parenting Podcast. We finally get to record episode 12. Um, took a, a little bit to get some um, values back from uh, a couple of you guys, but uh, we also had some uh, family things we had to deal with, and then we were on vacation, and uh, so we wanted to uh, get in here as quickly as we could. We couldn't do it as quickly as we wanted, but uh, here we are. So we're back. Episode 12. Welcome back. Uh, for those of you guys who may have forgotten for some reason, my name is David. My name is Farah. Um, and we are doing the Model Parenting Podcast. And I feel like uh, we need to remind you that we are not the model. I'm glad that you brought that up because I was a, feeling that. It's been a minute yeah, since It's been we, a minute since we've said we are not the model. Yep. So we are not the model. How we did it is not the model. Um, we are just trying to point you back towards a biblical model um, to help you understand how to maybe build your family around a, a biblical set of principles. Um, or in this case, actually shared values uh, that'll help drive your family towards uh, the model of what you want to create. So, but um, this episode, um, we talked like last episode, we started talking about shared values, or we started talking about values and your personal values and, and where those come from and those kind of things um, and how they're translated out of your worldview. Um, but our goal in building our model um, was really to get to shared values. So, as Farah and I did that process of, um, creating our own kind of individual list of values like like we asked you guys to do on the last episode um we wanted to take those and then um put them together so she and i both had a shared set of values that that we could go after and the reason you start with your kind of first five values or whatever is kind of like a gps location when you're starting to get direction somewhere you got to know where you're at you you can't say hey start from over there i mean it doesn't doesn't help you get where you're going because you don't know how to get over there so uh gps you kind of start with your current location those values that you have those five values are your current location of what um uh, of where you want to move from so um, shared values also are going to bring in an objective standard to kind of provide some accountability on um, some, some ground rules for how your family is going to move together and row together. We've talked uh, a couple of times uh, about the illustration of just all rowing the boat the same direction and everybody moving. If you've got multiple people rowing in a boat and everybody's rowing a different direction, you're just going to go in circles. You're not going to move forward. So, um, sh- it, Go ahead. It is more about where you want to go um, than where you are currently. We're doing a little technical. A little technical thing. I had to uh, increase the volume in the microphone or in the headphones. Um, but our illustration for this is we've been uh, talking to people over the last couple of years. Uh, the movie Rocky, uh, again, we're big movie people. We've, we've referenced several movies throughout this podcast. But Rocky's talking to Polly, um, who is Adrian's brother. And Polly says, hey, Rock, what is it with, with you and my sister? And he holds his hands up. And if you take your hands and hold them out, kind of spread your fingers apart. Rocky says, I, I don't know. I got gaps. She got gaps. And then he slides his fingers together, and he says, together, no gaps. And that's kind of the goal of shared values is is I've got gaps in my perspective, and I've got gaps in um, what I can accomplish as a person, and, and Farrah's got those gaps as well. But as we create kind of some shared values, our goal is to kind of minimize those gaps um, so our children particularly don't slip through those cracks. And I think this is less of a you complete me kind of thing because that is not the case. That's not only, the case, yeah. only Christ completes. Um, this is more of a, um, I feel like 
David and I are back to back and we're guarding a larger part of the area. Um, and we're, we have, we have our blind spots covered. It's more mm-hmm. like that. Okay. But our goal with, uh, our shared values as fair and I were building these, we wanted to train a biblical worldview in our children. We talked about being Mr. Miyagi and training it without teaching them. This is a biblical worldview. You wanted to build a biblical worldview without them knowing they were learning a biblical worldview. So that's kind of where our values started was gleaning them out of our biblical worldview. So um, that that was our goal and our model because we have a relational driven model. We wanted to build relationships with our children that lasted beyond uh, our address. So we wanted to have this values based relationship that we could connect. And it, it was also training a biblical worldview in our kids. So that's kind of how and growing a relationship. With that's kind God. of how our values process started. So uh, we've got some, we, we had a husband and wife, uh, a couple uh, shoot us some values, and we're going to talk about these, and um, it may sound like I'm picking on them, and I, I'm not. Um, as I'm talking through these, I'm going to bring up, I, I have not talked to this this couple about these values, so I'm not going to kind of pick apart, and, and I'm just going to give you some examples of what could be in their relationship. I am not saying that this is in their relationship. Some of these we've kind of changed a little bit. Um, so just understand that this is example-based. This is not intended to be a uh, full discourse. Because if we were going through this with you, or if we were in a small group or one of those kind of things, we would talk about these values, and I would ask a bunch of questions to kind of drive some of that. So I'm, a, I'm making some assumptions about the definitions of these things. So understand that. Um, this is just for example purposes only, and you're getting some um, feedback that the, the people who submitted these values didn't. So, um, all right, so I'm going to start with the, the wife's um, values, and uh, then I'll, I'll jump over to the husband, and then I'll talk about the, the connection between the two. So the wife's values were alignment with God's heart, love one another, peace, God's creation, and adventure. Okay, let me say those again. Alignment with God's heart, love one another, peace, God's creation, and adventure. All right. Um, so as I, as I look through that, alignment with God's heart, love one another, one of the things that starts to jump out with me is this, this definition of love one another. What, what does that mean? And if, if I were talking to this couple and the wife, I'd say, hey, what do you mean by that? Because my guess is there's probably a value a little deeper than that's, that's more of an action, kind of more of a behavior. Um, so I, th- I would ask them to drill down a little bit to get to the deeper level. Okay, what, what are you meaning? What are you wanting to see? What are you wanting to experience in that love one another? Because if, if this was Farrah's value and Farrah said, hey, I want us to love one another, and I don't understand her definition of what love one another means we're still going to probably have some conflict because I don't do that well. You know, I don't, I can't meet her definition because it's an internal definition. So I'm not saying that the the value is wrong or bad, but I am saying that it probably needs some better definition so that you can communicate and say, Hey, this is what is really important to me. It's the the safety of love or the respect of love or whatever those things are. I I don't, again, I don't know. Um, But uh, I, I think definition is going to be important in that one particularly. Um, the husband's values, um, his his were purposed simplicity, 
which I actually really like, by the way. That was I did too. That was I love purpose simplicity. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, uh, anyway, um, communication with God, family, and others. Follow through, and this was this was an interesting one, and we're going to talk about it. Do what you say, do it well, and do it completely. So, and the last one was authentic creativity. So purpose, simplicity, communication, follow through, and authentic creativity. Um, so I, I am going to say that this follow through one, that's another one that's going to need some definition. He tries to define it there, but it's, it's hard to understand the measurement of... Well, do what you say, do it well, and do it completely. So when you say do it completely, to whose standard? At what standard fares not in her head? Yes, um, she, sorry. It's yes. been a while. It's we been a while. We forgot that you can't just <laughs> nod your head. Um, do it completely. What does that mean? Because completely to me means something completely different to Farah. So her completely is she may get it to a point. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to take it three steps farther. So if my value is follow through and I want you to do something completely, I've got to be able to have some kind of standard or shared, okay, this is a point some kind of understanding at, at which we're going to say okay yeah this is done and you did that completely and it may be even a hey let me come back and communicate and check with you because again communication was a big value hey I, I did this did that take it as far as you wanted me to go with it as well so that's a that, that's a value that's gonna need some definition or there's going to be some conflict there because if uh, if the wife or the child, the, the children in this relationship, if they do what they say they're going to do, but they don't do it completely, then that's going to start to create some tension for the husband. But they may think they were done. Like their definition of completely. Their definition like they of completely. They, they fulfilled it. Like it. They, yeah. So that the words matter. So you're going to need those, those definitions. Um, one of the places that I see, and, and I point these out when I meet with a husband or wife, are places of um, coordination where they, they are connected. Um, and I think the wife's value of peace and the husband's value of purpose, purpose simplicity, simplicity, I think complement each other. Because I think his drive for a purpose simplicity in their life creates peace for the wife. So I, I think she feels and gleans that peace through that purpose simplicity. Um, so I, I think there's going to be uh, some harmony in that space. Now, they may need to talk through and kind of come up with a definition of both of those things to really discuss those. And um, the biggest part of these as you're going through them is understand the definition. So what we have run across multiple times with multiple couples as we've talked through this is particularly the word family. So people put family on their values. And well, one will have family and the other will have family, but... But they mean different things. So my family, when I say family, I mean my four and no more. So the four people that live in my house under my roof with me, that's how I define family. Um, other people define family, their extended family and grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins. Neither one is right and neither one is wrong, but the definition matters. So if I say family and mean our four and no more, Ferris says family and she means all the aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents we're going to have some conflict when we say, well, we want to spend time with family for a holiday. Well, I do. I want to stay at home and I want to spend time with my family. And this has been repetitive with 
with couple after couple after couple. Right. This is not just a one couple thing. There have been multiple couples and families that we've we've talked through these values concepts with that um, they they've struggled with that particular word, that definition. Um, uh, another place that you're going to start to see some of these values come out, particularly is with them. We'll get into it more in a minute. Is is money? So Farah will talk about um, in certain spaces. She really values people and has wanted to value people. And one of the f- biggest arguments we ever got into was Farah was spending money on people, and I didn't have enough money <laughs> to spend on other people. Um, but David was spending money on video games. And I didn't think we had enough money to spend on video games, but really he was playing the video games with people at the time when we were doing this. It was often students and teenagers. So we were both valuing. We were valuing people, but how we were doing it was different. And so not having that definition and then an agreement to say, okay, hey, let's spend money this way through this value for people because this is the most effective way to make those dollars stretch for people. Those kind of things are, are what's going to start to come out of this as you start to see your difference in the value. So defining that, having that conversation, some of the best conversations we've had in our marriage were early on in this process. And we took several months talking through the definitions of what our personal values were because we wanted our personal values to be understood by the other person. There's a lot of intimacy that was created there between Fair and I. And one of the things that we've come to even realizes one of one of my personal values that didn't make it into our family values was intimacy. Like I liked when, when Farrah and I got pregnant with any, all of our kids. I loved those moments when it was just us that knew that that secret of, OK, we have this this new life and we're going to celebrate and enjoy it together for for a few moments or, or weeks or however long it is. And then we tell people and we invite them into that secret. But us having that secret, that was a big deal to me. And we really enjoyed that season as we were going through that because I valued intimacy. Now, it, it didn't make it into our list of values, our shared values. Um, I think it just kind of finds its way out through each other. And we value each other. And in each other, Farah and I find uh, not secrets, but just moments of intimacy that we know each other and know each other deeply. Um, so continuing on with, with this couple's values, um, Areas of, of conflict that I think you are going to see, most of those come from um, definitions, I think. So assuming definitions and, and making those things up in my head, because, again, I didn't have a, a conversation with this couple about these things. Um, they literally just texted us five words. Right. They, text, they texted us <laughs> like these, these, these words and kind of modified them a little bit, but... They texted us these things. So um, the God's creation and authentic creativity, I, I think you might find some areas for conflict there based on how, again, based on how the definition is um, because authentic creativity is a very interest, in my opinion, based on what I think. Again, my definition may be way wrong from what he meant. Um, is a very internal, introspective, I'm looking at, I like to authentically create. I don't want to follow somebody else's plan. I, don't want, I want to do it my way. I want to experience life through my lens. I want to create the life. I want to create the experience. I want to create those things versus enjoying God's creation and just sitting in something God's already done. And 
well, well God's already done that. I don't, I don't want to sit here and look at that. I want to, I want to go experience. I want to create a new memory. I want to create a new moment. I want to create. So there, there may be a stay versus a go in that value. And so while you're, you're trying to communicate those things, you don't know how because you don't have the language to say, well, well, no, I value this, so I want to go. I would bet most times if there were conflict because of God's creation where the stagnant wanted to stay and enjoy versus authentic creativity, I want to go and create. If the husband and wife told each other, hey, this is how I want to experience that, I think both of them would say, oh, absolutely. Right. Let's do that. Let's do both. Let's do both. But if you don't have the words and you haven't gone through the process of figuring out what your values are and you can't articulate that, then your spouse and even your kids can't go along with you. They can't take that journey with you. So starting place, as we talked about last week, is your five um, personal values and start to have those conversations and the definitions and start to look for where you might have conflict because in most cases, and I, I, I hesitate to say all because it's never 100% of anything, but in most cases, most conflict boils down to a values conflict. I don't care if it's with your spouse, your kids, your, your extended family, your coworkers, your friends, your friends. The majority of the time, high majority of the time, it is a values conflict. And a lot of times it's about definitions. It's about definitions. It's about you defining a word or an idea differently than you, your spouse or your kids do. Um, so having those definitions and having those um, conversations can start to reduce and minimize that conflict so that you can move forward together and you can start to pursue a combined version of how you want to live your life towards your model. So that was that was why we needed to, um, I wanted to just talk through that as an example so that you can see if, if you want us to go through your values with you and um, not on the podcast. Not on the podcast. <laughs> I appreciate the the couple that submitted those and kind of put themselves out there to to have us kind of lay that open for the podcast community, guys. You guys should thank them. Um, just thank God for them that you were able to kind of hear some of that and sit in on that conversation. Um, but if if you want to do a small group or you want to have a, a a dinner with us and you want to say, okay, hey, here's my five, here's his five, um, whatever those are, pull those out, write them down, and and let's have a conversation because. Um, there is some significance in going through them and talking through them and seeing where those potential areas of conflict are um, and understanding that those definitions are going to help start to probably reduce some of that conflict if you find yourself in a lot of conflict with spouse or kids or extended families or things. So, All right, so our goal, again, was to get from individual personal values to shared. So... How do we do that and take these things that, that are important, valuable, non-negotiable things to me and start to pair them up with important, valuable, non-negotiable things to Farah? Because she values those things, I value those things. Well, um, that is a process that starts with similarities. I think you start with and look for the places that you are most similar. So um, if you both have some connection to God that you experience. So how you view God in, in our 
a couple of examples, alignment with God's heart and then also communication with God. So um, in order to be aligned with God's heart, you've got to communicate with God's heart and you've got to pray and you've got to read scripture. So what you're going to probably start to see between the, because alignment with God's heart is going to be scripture based. Because how do we know God's heart? Well, most of the time we know it through scripture and we know it through um, communing with God and either spending time in, in worship. That However, this wife communicates with God is going to be a significant part and, and can tie into this communication with God value that the husband has. Okay, both of them have a value on some relational aspect of God. Okay, that's a great place to start as a family shared value. As they get that definition, and it may come out, so you know what? Scripture, God's Word, that's the base, that's the start of our values. That's where we share because that's how I communicate with God, that's how you communicate with God, that's how we learn God's heart, all those things. So That's how um, we line up with Him. So you start to take your personal values. First thing you look for is similarities. Um, so Farrah and I, as we were going through this, some of the things that, and the words changed. Um, so our first value, our, our top line value is God's purpose. Um, Fair and I both talked through, we wanted to do what God had built us to do, that we were wanted to pursue God's heart, that we wanted to, to know God and, and know of God and have our kids know of God. And, all, and again, our biblical value, God is our ultimate authority, um, was our worldview. So that was, that was a huge component for us. Our worldview pulled that in. His intention, what he was intending, we wanted to right. intend. She, she and I had different words for it as we were, but that was a big deal for us. So we said, you know what? That's where we're going to start is, is our, um, our shared. And we had a couple of them shared and, and family was a big deal for us. And we worked through that definition and um, character and authenticity. I mean, it's just, it's all the same words. I mean, it's our values now. I don't, I don't even remember what the original words were and how um, you and I came to those things. But the top four that Fair and I came, and again, we have eight. The top four, which are God's purpose, each other, um, authenticity and character, those top four, Farrah and I both had. Those were, those were things that somehow or another, through the definition process of our personal values, those were things we had. And we started with our similarities, and we put those on the kind of the top shelf and said, these are the most important things. Let's, let's put those there. And then we started talking about where we wanted to go. And what we wanted to have in our family. Where we wanted to grow. Where we wanted to grow. So <laughs> one of the, um, one of our values is experience. And just kind of a um, humorous story. Uh, one of our friends who was going through a small group with us <laughs> um, was uh, wanting to, he wanted to make experience one of their values. Because it was on our wall. We had it up there when they went in. We talked about our values in the news and experience was one of their values. Um, and, and he was like, yeah, we value experience. I want to value experience. And, and they went to an ice cream place, and it was um, it's like a Hispanic ice cream place or something like that. And he's trying this ice cream because he wants to value experience, and it's just terrible. Like, he's just suffering through it. And he's, you know, he gets, I don't know, five or six bites into it, and then he's like, all right, fine. We don't value experience. I like doing <laughs> – I, I want the same kind of ice cream every time. I don't care. I don't want to try anything new. I don't want – so it didn't make it, but it was really he was really funny telling the story of um, how he wanted to value experience. But experience is one of the values that Farrah and I, I wanted, Farrah wanted to grow in because I am a goer and a doer. And uh, Dax, our, our oldest, is like me. 
And I'm scared. And Farrah is scared. <laughs> Colton is not a goer and a doer. Colton loves to sit in the hotel on vacation, and he likes to sit around the house, and he's got his spot in the house, and he loves to be there, and that's kind of his deal. Um, he gets recharged by, by chilling. Um, Corwin, I think, is probably a little bit of both. I think she kind of seasons in. She likes to go, I think she's in but she mood. likes to stay. Um, she can kind of recharge either way. Um, I think maybe the people... Uh, but experience is one of those things that Landon and Ferris said, yes, I can get on board with that because I want to grow and experience. Um, I want to want to zip line. Right. I want to want to zip line, <laughs> which we have done. We did on an I anniversary. I don't currently want to zip, zip line, but right. I want but to it want was, to. was it was, was, re- it was really good. It. it was really good. Um, but uh, experience is one of those that we wanted to grow our family towards. Reason being, we did it relationally because experience is – um, build relationship. And when you have, we went on vacation and we were riding go-karts and every time we walked off the go-kart track to get back in line, there was always a story. There was always a connection. There was always, they were always chatting back and forth and Dax did this and Colin did this and Corwin did this. And I mean, it was, it was always, we go paintball with our, our son. He loves paintball. We go with him every time we walk off the paintball field in between matches, it's always, he's chatting, he's talking and he's doing that shared experience builds relationship and that's that's what we want that's why we wanted to value it and even even shared experiences that are not vacation worthy and friend like super fun and you know hard experiences we have learned that they are they are just as valuable right Um, difficult experiences uh shared it so we we value experience and even when things come through that are hard in our life we talk, hey, that, that's an experience. and We're going to grow and we're going to learn from it. And we value that experience. It was a negative experience, but we can still value it. doesn't mean we have to like it. I don't always like our values. But we can value that experience and take the lesson and the, the things we need to off of it. Um, people. Um, so hard. <laughs> well, it's harder for me than it is for fair. No. It is. I, I like my four and no more. I, I really... I like being out in a crowd. I don't like being with people. Um, so, like, concerts, uh, uh, I talked to a friend of mine, and, and he's like, hey, let's go to this concert. I'm like, no. Like, I can't stand crowds of people, and I don't go to concerts because I don't like crowds of people because if you don't know me, just heads up, I'm a control freak, and I can't control a crowd. So I don't value the people in there. I don't value the people on uh, the highways around here while I'm driving very well. Farrah does that much better than me, but it was something we wanted to grow in. And we wanted our children to value people because, back to the worldview piece, that humanity is created by God. They are significant to God. God sent his son for people. We need to value people, too. That's uh, Especially more than things. Especially more than things. So most of this has pointed our children to, hey, we need to value people more. Than, so we have loaned stuff to people. Like we had an RV for a while. Um, we would loan the RV out to anybody and everybody that wanted to use it because we value people, not things. And was that hard? Yes. Was it growth? Yes. We, we learned and grew from that experience. So the kind of back half of our values, which are people, excellence, laughter, experience, those are more guiding our family towards that model, that relational model that we have of relating to each other and relating to people. Because laughter is about we want to create laughter and experience laughter together. And um, excellence is one of those things that like back to his value of follow through, do we define excellence as attitude and effort? Um, so we can, we want to do things with excellence. We want to have a good attitude and a good effort. Those are the two things we can control in any situation: our attitude and the effort we put in. 
So our excellence value, that's aimed at that model of who we want to be as people, as parents, as a family. We want to be known for excellence, not perfection. Not perfection. And this is this was Farah and Mai's bend was more towards perfection. We had un, unrealistic, very hard expectations that we put on ourselves, and we did not want to carry that over to our children. Right. So one of our children struggles with perfection, and um, we have constantly had to remind them, hey, excellence. That, that's, we want attitude and effort. I want a good attitude and a good effort. That's what we're going after. Um, in our house, and some of you who are teachers are probably going to drop at this, but <laughs> grades mean absolutely nothing. We have never cared about A's, B's, C's, D's, F. It makes zero difference in my house. If I see an attitude and effort, and you're putting in the attitude and the effort, I don't care what the grade is, what the result is. That doesn't matter. Same thing on a golf course. You know, both of our boys play golf. I don't care if they win or if they come in dead last. I want the attitude and the effort to reflect excellence. I want us to put in the best effort we can with the best attitude we can and fight for excellence. And there have been times that our children were disappointed that we didn't care about grades and were disappointed that we didn't care about those um, uh, accolades that they got or whatever. But again, we say we're proud of our kids for who they are, not for what they do. Um, this is kind of the baseline for that, is that excellence. We want them to have a we do praise their attitude. Um, Cole was was having some difficulty in the subject, and but he he put he put the work in. He put his foot down. He put it on the gas, and he started pressing. He did he had a great, great attitude, attitude and great put in effort. great effort. And now his grade started to come up as a result of that. But man, we praise that attitude and that effort before um, they before the grade before ever the came grades in. ever showed up. So uh, ultimately, I think if you have excellence in something, you're going to see that result be better. Um, but again, that those those back four values are geared towards who we want to be and where we're trying to drive our family. Um, so if you come into our house, you're going to see the, the when you walk in the front door, right beside our fireplace on one side, there's four values on another side. There's another four values. Um, that's that's what that's what we do. Everybody who comes in our house encounters that and. It, it's shaped of the things we know biblically and, and what we want is a biblical worldview and also the people we want to be driven towards that relational model. So that's the, um, that's the, the process we took in going through and developing our shared values. And Farrah and I had a lot of conversations and came together and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Now, did Farrah's personal values go away? No. no. She still has them. Did my personal values go away? No. They are just secondary to the shared values that we created and said this is what our family's going to do. So if I've got an, uh, an opportunity to come up and I don't even know what it would be, and it, it doesn't violate or conflict with any of our shared values, but I value it and really want to do it, then I can, I can step into that with confidence and know, great, this is, this is not interrupting any of my family values what we're trying to do as a family I can step forward and do that um, in my personal value and Farah or my kids can applaud it and encourage same thing with my kids they have values that are outside of our shared values the only things that we, we point at as a family those eight but if they value something else that's great we're going to encourage it as long as it doesn't interrupt or conflict with our shared now I'm not recommending that eight is a perfect number 
that you've got four over here and four. That's not what I'm saying. That's just how ours laid out as we came through it. That's what we felt like were complete. And gave, we know people who have six. We know people who have ten. Um, you can do four. It, it makes no difference. The number is irrelevant. The point is having a shared system for that external accountability that everybody knows we're on the same page. Because what started to happen as we, we saw these shared values, and Farron and I would sit there and we'd say, all right, we value people more than things. We're, we're going to loan that out. We're Farrah doesn't have to come with me and, and check on everything and say, hey, you know, can we do She knows the parameters and says, hey, I've got this much margin to give to this person, whether that be money or time or but I'm not going to take time away from each other because each other matters more. Um, so I've, I've got to fulfill that obligation or, or that commitment to that value first. Then I can step into my personal value and share this experience with somebody else. Um, so as you, as you start to build your shared values, whatever the number are, the next step is to setting that order because the order matter. And it's kind of like a sieve. Um, I don't, I'm in construction. Do you know what a sieve is, Farah? I mean, the only thing that I can think of when you say that, and I could be totally wrong, you know those little coin things that are at the the grocery store sometimes, and sometimes they're in the children's museums and stuff like that where the coins yeah, go no, down? Into the, no. Because it, it filters out different particles at different levels. So okay. a sieve, it's like a strainer, Okay. but it's it's a stack of strainers. Okay. So big particles get through the first strainer. So like a money coin strainer that has like, the it catches the quarters, yeah, catches and, then the quarters and then it catches the yes, pennies yes. and then it, or yes, the nickels. Uh, that and may then be it better. People, people may be better to understand what, what that thing is. <laughs> um, but you've got to set the order, and it's it's got to filter out things as you go through the list. So the most important thing is God's purpose. If it doesn't pass the God's purpose value for us, it never even it, enters our life. Right. It never gets there. So we have the definition. We, God's purpose is, is we want to know him and have a relationship with him. That's kind of how we have defined it in, in our value system. If it doesn't get through, if it doesn't help us experience God and his purpose, it, it never even makes the conversation. Like, it just stop, done, there. It can't pass that first sieve. So then it gets into each other. All right, so does it pass that test? Does it go through that sieve? Yeah, okay, all right, it goes through there. All right, and so we go all the way through it. So um, we value experience. So if a cool experience would be we want to um, go out and uh, shoot rubber bands at squirrels, that would be a great – well, I don't know that that's going to pass the God's purpose – and I, I don't think that values God's creation and squirrels. And so I, I don't think we need to do that. I was trying to think of something that wasn't grotesque, but like, I don't want to say murder is an experience. Let's go murder. Well, that doesn't pass any of our, <laughs> right. So it's not that we're just going to put experience. Oh, we have our experience. So let's go do this really <laughs> stupid thing. Because um, I'm sure you're thinking, because teenagers particularly, they like experience and they want to experience, you know, all these crazy, wild and crazy parties and all that kind of stuff. But it doesn't pass the God's purpose in each other. So if, if my kids wanted to go to a party where there's drinking and alcohol and those kind of things going on, they wouldn't even ask and come up and say, hey, well, we value experience, so I need to go have that experience, even though it's a negative experience, because they know the system. It doesn't pass the first two sips. It's not going to pass God's purpose because that's not what God wants for them to know him, and it's not going to pass the each other because that doesn't value anybody else in their family making a selfish decision like that. Does that make sense to you? Or just, I mean, you, yes. I yeah. mean, it makes sense to me. Do you think it like, makes sense? I, I feel like you, you picked the parties and the like. 
that's just a comma. Yeah, I, I, don't just, know. I, I didn't. I didn't know how. It just helps our kid. Our kids know the sieve, so they can right. make de- they can make decisions for themselves. They can, it, and it helps for indecisive people because two of our family are extremely indecisive. Me being one of them, and it's it, not me. <laughs> and it really does help with the decision making. Corwin and I had to buy some little trinket things for this thing at school, and we bought this keychain, and it was like this little spinny. It was like a little dial and you'd spin it and it was a decision maker and you just ask it and then you spin the wheel and it lands on yes or no or maybe that's a terrible way to make a decision but but values and priorities are a great way to make decisions right so it it goes through and filters through the um, sieve so order matters so you're going to take your personal values you're going to start with shared ones kind of organize the three or four that you want shared that you've already got in common. Then you're going to add in the things, the two or three or four, that point your family towards who you want it to be and, and, and how you want to grow and areas you want to grow in because you see them as valuable and significant. Then you're going to define that order and you're going to say, okay, hey, this is the first one and, and it's going to create that kind of sieve or that funnel to get to those decisions that you want to make. Um, now, if you're basing them on a biblical worldview, I encourage you to find scripture that back up all of your values. Um, we have had, when our kids were younger, we had responsibility projects. And most of their responsibility projects came into our values. And one of their responsibility projects is they had to go find a verse for every one of our values. And they had to dig through the Bible and look in the concordance. And we taught them how to use the concordance or the index or all those kind of things. And, I mean, now they could just Google it. and you know, But, but still... Um, them, find, them, down. them finding verses that helped, A, reinforce the values that we were teaching, but also help reinforce the scripture and show them that, look, this is, this is what God's word says about these things. Um, this is very effective. Uh, I don't even know that Corwin has done that yet. She's probably about that age, and we could probably, she probably, is about that we age could probably get her. Some of that, we probably need some responsibility practice this summer for her. Yeah, we probably do. Because um, she hasn't gotten into that yet. Um, but that's We don't do chores. That, right, we don't do chores. So. You, you do chores to appreciate the house and the stuff that you right. live in. They, they, I think they got paid for responsibility projects. They, they got paid. They yeah, got paid, they, got they got paid, paid for, for responsibility, responsibility projects. projects. Um, um, so other thing, all right, you got biblical worldview. You you got scriptures to them. Um, put them in front of your kids, um, and we'll we'll talk more about this. But Farah, when she would discipline our kids, she had these um, values on a piece of paper in a closet at their eye level, and. She would come in and say, okay, hey, you violated this value. This is why you're getting disciplined. So in our house, my kids don't get in trouble for making mistakes. They're kids. They're supposed to make mistakes. We, and we'll probably have to talk about, we're running, it's 38 minutes. So we talk about a culture of tooth-telling, and and we'll get into that. You're getting way off on the other stuff. I'm getting way off on the other stuff. So um, anyway, um, but as you are, so you got your values, you got your shared values. Um, at that point, what Farron and I started to do was a pruning process. We allowed God to start to prune our life based on our values that we wanted to point towards. So if we were spending time in areas that didn't support our values, we stopped doing that. If we were spending money in areas that didn't support our values or didn't pass the sieve of our values, we stopped spending money there. And if we weren't spending money where we were, where we were saying that we valued we tried to look for places to, to spend money in that area. Right. So, um, and we, we can talk through our budget and some of these other things. So, 
Um, but one of the things I want you to start to look at is where for your values and your shared values, where are y'all spending money? Where are you? Take an inventory of your money. Look, look at your checkbook. Take an inventory of your time. Wherever you put your money last month, that's where your values are. Um, so if you value the things of God and you are not contributing to God's purpose of reaching people, either through your church or through ministries or some of those kind of things, I'm going to ask you, do you really value God's purpose? Do you really value God's interaction in humanity if you're not spending money to, to do that? I'm not saying tithe. I'm not saying if you're not tithing to the church, then I'm not saying that. Are you putting money in the hands of mission work to further the kingdom of God? If you don't, then I'm not. Then I'm going to say, hey, do you really value the things of God? Because that one of the first places our money goes is it's, it's got to support things that God's doing and where God's working. So um, look at where you're spending the money. Look at where you're spending your time because those values are going to start to show up. And Fair and I went through a pruning process with our values, and it is painful. Pruning is painful. There were things that we enjoyed significantly that we had to stop spending money on because it didn't support our values. Because we wanted to value other things, and we had to free up some of those dollars to go that direction. Right. We'll get into. We're going to get into money. Later. We're going to get into. We money. have an episode called Money Matters, and we're talking about right kids now. So we're well. just talking about building the right. building the list building and taking the, the inventory. But but looking at what you're already doing does give you a huge window into what you really are valuing. Right. So, um, start tracking your actual values and how you respond to people and where you're spending your money, where you're spending your time. And Farah, I think, is going to put on the show notes, we've got a little resource question that will help you look through some of your values. Again, um, hit us up if you want some of them. We can email them to you. Some of them I can't use. Some of them I can. But some of them have these money things, and I think we can put that money thing up on where you're spending money and how that's values and those kind of things. I've got that from the small group. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, um, we're going to wrap this up because it's 41 minutes. Uh, do you have an activity for us today, Farah? I do. Um one of the things really fast about values as I have studied attachment is once you begin to do these shared values, it gives you more connection points for attachment with God and with each other. And, um, your spouse being the person that you have the most, um, the most shared values with makes you the most attached to them. And then you can have other, you know, values, shared values with friends and that kind of thing. But, um, so in thinking about that connection points for attachment, I want you to do some kind of something, um, some kind of activity that has so guard, that has guardrails. Okay. <laughs> kind of, just well, just wait till something. I finish. I'm just, just messing with you. Okay. All right. Something that has guardrails. So it can be a marble track. It can be go-karts. It can be anything like that. But I want you not to think so much about them racing through, but how the guardrails push the things together um and pinch points and stuff like that i'm gonna interject you did some kind of yarn activity with connection points <laughs> and you did multiple yarn strands with it's connection so points. hard to talk about on the pocket right. that i don't i, I just don't know, that's I don't why know. i went with that's why i went with something with guardrails right if you want the <laughs> super secret activity that we can't explain on the, the podcast of what the yarn connection points are <laughs> Um, hit Farah up and try to, to have coffee with her. She doesn't drink coffee, but um, she'll go and, and hang out and she'll drink sweet tea all day. She loves some Chick fil A okay. sweet tea. But 
All right. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, um, hit us up at modelparentingpodcast at gmail.com. For those of you that reached out when our little highest was here, thank you for um, caring about us and asking to make sure we were okay. We, we do sincerely appreciate that. Um, it, it was just a busy season. Um, we, we waited for a couple of weeks to get some feedback, but then it was a busy season and we couldn't get to record. So thanks for your patience with us and doing that, but also thanks for, for reaching out to those of you that did and, and care for uh, Fair and I. And these, thanks these for moments. the feedback. Like I, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on the study, the studying the kids episode. I don't know if that's just kind of where people are in mm. the thing, but, um, but yeah, thanks for that feedback. It's good to know that we're making sense <laughs> yeah. sometimes. But any feedback you've got, feel free to email us, text us, whatever. Um, it, it really is encouraging to hear how you're interacting with the information. And um, again, if you want to do uh, some small group with your church, if you want to do some kind of one-on-one stuff with us, reach out, let us know. Um, and we are available um, to try to help you as best we can uh, process this and, and implement these kind of things in your family. So thanks for listening. And uh, next episode, I think we're going to have some special guests in here yep. for episode 13. We've already got it planned out. We just got to get the date coordinated. So hopefully it'll be here in, in a week or so, and you can hear what, uh, what we've got coming up there for episode 13. So thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll talk to you soon.